Welcome to the Fish Files Podcast. Here's your host, Sal Jurassi. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, ladies. It is time to discuss the biggest news in Islanders history. Not not history, but time to discuss the biggest news of the year for the New York Islanders. The New York Islanders have acquired. First of all, let me let me let me slow down here. I'm a little uh, excited. Welcome to episode seven of Fish Files. Um, I jumped the gun. I'm shaking in my boots. We have just acquired Travis Zajac and Kyle Palmieri from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for a first round pick. Uh, some prospect players, and a conditional 2022 fourth-round pick. I don't know what to say. Uh, Travis Zajac was hiding in the bushes and said, send me with Kyle. I'm ready to go. Um, Incredible move by Lou. We give up nothing to get everything. Uh, Screw the first-round pick. Picks in hockey, in my opinion, are just – a reach, no matter who you're drafting. I mean, look at uh, Alexis uh, Laffron, Laffron Sneezer over in, in the other side of New York. He stinks. Uh, he's awful. Kaprizov was, like, coming out of nowhere. He was not the first overall. You get the point. Um, we're here today joined by a good buddy of mine, Mr. Chris Costa. He'll be attending the game with me tonight as we take on the Philadelphia Flyers. Chris, how is your day going? Are you watching the Mets? Uh, I am. I'm actually watching it right now. The Mets um, have the Mets just hit a nice McNeil just hit a nice bomb, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been flipping back between the Mets and the uh, the Masters. Um, forgot about that. Masters yeah. is on too. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm still uh trying to let it sink in that that we're a uh, we're Stanley Cup contender now. Like, yeah, we, we got a real shot now. We have a real shot now, regardless of Lee being hurt. I mean, it, it does hurt as a whole that Lee is out. Um, but we might not be able to make this move with right. Lee in the lineup. I was just so, say, if yeah. he's not injured, do we still make this move? Yeah. I don't think we do, honestly. I think this is totally – I, I got to be completely honest with you. I don't think we make any move if we have Lee. Mm-hmm. Maybe something, like, small. Something maybe tiny. Like just, maybe, like, maybe, like, just Zajac. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to miss Lee, but you like you don't get this with Lee in the lineup. So, right. it's interesting because they they have um, they have Zajac on Palmieri and Palmieri on the same line tonight with Bailey. Um, that's not confirmed. It's just on NHL.com. I think it's just projected lines. But yeah, they had uh, Pajot on line one tonight. I mean. With Barzell and everything. Listen, at this point, you could almost do anything with the lines. Yeah. Um, There's nobody that's as as, not as capable as you of keep scoring. The fourth line. Yeah, you can't touch that line. Right. That line stays what it is. But other than that, I feel like, I mean, everyone's got such a skill set now. It's like you could pretty much do anything you want, and you're going to get the same thing out of each line. Or you're going you're gonna to expect the same thing out of each line. Not that you're going to get the same thing, because we're one of the streakiest teams scoring-wise in the league. So, um, 
I honestly don't agree with them being on the same line. I do agree with it at first. I think tonight's a good it's a good starting point just to throw them together. You I mean, see what what you just want to see like what uh what they're all about. You know, see what see how successful they are tonight. You know, I yeah. originally thought maybe it would be Palmieri on the first, Zajac on the third, but I mean, see what happens. Maybe maybe it'll be next game. Maybe not. You know. I, I kind of agree with you. I think – I definitely think um, they will split up. But I think it's a good – good good put them on the same line tonight. I mean, they got the chemistry. How long have they been together in, in New Jersey? So yeah, A while, five or six years. I so mean, we could has been there his whole career. Yeah, so we could definitely see some good chemistry from them tonight. Uh, who knows? Maybe Bailey, two righties and a lefty. We'll see. Uh before we continue with the trade, let's go back to last game. The Islanders took on the Washington Capitals. Uh, kind of a weird – the Islanders had kind of like a weird schedule the past week. I'm not sure if it's because of what happened with Boston a couple weeks ago with COVID. I think we had a game moved or two yeah, games I moved. Had one, I think we had one game moved to the to like May 10th, like the last makeup day of the season. Right. So we're going to be the last team, I believe, playing this year. We will be the last game of the NHL season. But – um. Yeah, we had a couple two-day stints of no hockey. Um, it was a, a two days off, a game, and then two days off and a game, I believe, which is weird. I don't think they've had that all year. I think the most they've had is one, one two-day off, like, almost every two weeks. I feel like they – it hasn't been – I mean, obviously, it's a weird year with the schedule, so they have to get all the games in in a certain amount of time, so – it was weird, but we did take on the Capitals, uh, I believe it was four days ago, and what a game that was. I mean, mm. it's it's nice to see that we did that before making a move because as of before that, before the game against the Capitals, I don't know if you guys knew this, the Capitals and the Hurricanes were the only two teams to not get shut out all year. I don't know if anybody else is aware of that. The Hurricanes still have not been shut out. No, I think I think it's actually Ottawa. Is it Ottawa? I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Ottawa. The worst team in the league. Yeah, which is surprising. I thought I saw that somewhere that Ottawa was the only team not to be shut out. But then I went on and looked at their at their games, and I see lost seven one, lost five one, lost seven one. So I'm like, all right. I mean, I'd not, rather haven't be- gotten shut out, but. I'd rather be getting shut out one nothing. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so we end that streak for the Caps, which is pretty cool to see. Uh, I mean, you, I co- we covered it in lot, the live mostly. What a game by us yeah. uh, all around. We, again, officially, I can declare that we do have the best goalie tandem in the league. Um, this is like three years in a row we have the best goalie. We have, we have I mean, a different guy every year. It's it's nothing new. The Isles are just produced. The Isles just produce good goalies. I mean, Leonard, Grice, uh, you have uh, who else am I forgetting? Kevin Poolin, the Poolin Wall. Yeah, I'm for. I feel like I'm forgetting someone else. Uh, oh, Halak. Like we just, oh, we're just always produce good goalies. It's I don't know. Uh it's weird. Like whether he's a drug addict or whether he's a whale from the Great Bay of Russia. It's just like they stand on their heads for us no matter what. 
Uh, does the fisherman have something to say? Well, uh, Sal, uh, Sal and Chris, thank you for joining us today. Um, I, w- with regards to Mr. Grice, I mean, no one's, you know, when you're playing with the Detroit Red Wings, uh, you know, your your record doesn't precede you. He's had a tough go up in uh, Detroit. So, Little Caesars Arena, he's not eating pizza pizza uh, after games. So. Yes, that's, he – That is true. I thought when they got him, I was like, hmm, they're not going to be good, but, like, maybe they got a goalie now that yeah, could be yeah. good. Like, you know, like, they could be 500 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a couple of their games uh, to see, you know, how he was doing and whatnot. I think he started off, like, 1-14. Yeah, uh, I mean, not his not his fault. Yeah, they're, the Detroit Red Wings are, are – by all means, not that terrible. They're not as bad as they were last year. They're in last place still, but I mean, I think they almost have as much points this year as they did last year. Yeah, they do. In I a, they, they in definitely a seventy game season last year, and they've only played forty games this year. So yeah, exactly. It's better. They have talent by all means. They they did get get rid of some guys. I mean, Larkin's really talented. Obviously, yeah. everybody knows that, but. You know, it's, it's like so much different playing for a system that Trotz has with that defense. And as opposed to, I don't even know what goes on in the, in the booth in Detroit. So I mean, they beat the Lightning like 5-1 the other day. Yeah, they did. They do. They, they, they're playing good games. It's not like they're getting yeah. smoked. Like, it's not like, you know, they're losing 7-1 like Ottawa is every night. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, it's weird to see, you know, Grice go from – being such a superstar to being a backup goalie in Detroit and really not mm. producing at all. But it's, it sucks to see, but what are you going to yeah. do? I mean, it, everything, it, it all comes to an end when you get traded sometimes. This, you, I mean, you've seen it a lot this year with goalies who got traded. A lot of guys are having some tough times at where they're at. Like Matt Murray is brutal all of a sudden. Um, you see it with Grice. You see it with a couple other guys. Maybe he'll find his way there. It's a new system, new coach. You know, it's an adjustment period, so – We'll yeah. see. But um, back to the, the Capitals game. Uh, Varley, arguably Varley's best game of the year. I feel like he made so many routine saves that shouldn't have been routine. I feel like he was in such good position to where, like, he wasn't – he didn't have to rob anybody. Like, he was always in the right spot. He was always – he was ahead of the play. You saw a lot of one-timers from where Ovechkin stands. I don't think Ovechkin actually had any of the one-timers from the from his spot at the top of the circle, but uh, a lot of a lot of times there was like that offside D swinging down for a one-timer, and he was reading it beautifully. I thought that was the best thing I saw from him. Uh, what do you who do you think we see tonight? You think we see we got to see Barley again, right? I think we see Barley again. I uh, but we do play the Rangers tomorrow. We have a back-to-back. That's correct. Yeah. So, honestly, we I think we see Sorokin tonight then. I wouldn't be shocked to see Sorokin tonight. Yeah. Um, against Philly, not that Sorokin's worse than Varlamov, but oh, I, think yeah. you start, I think you start your worst goalie tonight. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, you I, definitely think, we start see, the I think we see Ilya tonight. Um, I mean, unless, unless Barry, you know, has some confidence in the kid and wants to start him against the Rangers tomorrow. I mean, I wouldn't mind either, but I just – I think we see Sorokin tonight. I agree. Uh, tomorrow would be a little bit of a redemption game for Sorokin as well after yes. getting after. thrown into that game at the beginning of the year. Yep. 
Um, I'd like to talk about the uh, R.I.P. Leo Komarov's NHL career. Yeah. Now that we have Travis I mean, Zajac, and we just we just got to take a second to appreciate like all the hard work he's he's put into the to the team that this year. I mean, he's he's probably not going to be playing another game this season unless you know there's a big injury or something. But you know, the guy steps up and does his job. It's just. It's just as simple as that. He doesn't. He doesn't try and do anything greater than what he produce. He knows he can exactly. produce. I've actually. We would. Me and the fisherman uh, rip on Leo a little bit oh, yeah. here, but he uh, as on the first line. I felt like he almost found his place a little bit, and it's kind of right. sad to see him I don't go. Know but if I've had like an opinion on somebody change more drastically than it has for Uncle Leo. Literally beginning of the year, I, I was, I was like, get rid of him, like please get rid of him. And then lately, I mean, you can't complain. He, he works hard. He does what he's supposed to do. You know, like how can you, how can you not want that? It's it's so funny because I said the same thing. We put him on waivers twice, and I was like, yeah. some I think three. Play. I think even three times. I mean, I was. Praying for a claim on him. Yeah, it's it, it's funny too. I was I had a men's league game last night. And I was talking to all my buddies. They're all Islanders fans. This year is like the only year you can be promoted to the first line and put on waivers in the same week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he picked definitely picked it up as of late. He was playing really well with that first line. He was like the complete opposite of Anders Lee, but he was playing defense for yeah. that line, which so, is necessary. I, I think I saw that with Lee in, obviously they scored like two times as more as they were, but with Uncle Leo in, I think they gave up like two times as less goals as Yeah, no. They uh, like they played better defense as a line, but obviously not as good offense. That was an in-game stat, right? Yeah, like two games so. ago? Right. Yeah. It was on NBC game. Right. Yeah. Um, so I believe I saw on Twitter that that line was like uh, – I think they were borderline even for the season with Anders Lee. Like they were like a zero or a plus one maybe. I think with Leo, I could be totally wrong, but I think they were more like a plus six or plus seven. Like – they were they moved way up and literally they were scoring less. But yeah, they were scoring a lot less, but defending a lot better. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. He's that's what I was saying before. He doesn't try and he he never he wasn't trying to be Anders Lee. Mm -hmm. It's like you see like in the MLB, like you know you get when you we lost Derek G when the Yankees lost Derek Jeter or when the Mets lost David Wright, like. You get all these talks about, like, oh, who's going to come in and be the next Derek Jeter? Who's going to come in and be the next David Wright? Like, who's going to come in and be that guy? When Lee went down, that's what we were saying. You know, who's, who are we going to make a move for that's going to come in and be the next Andrews Lee? And then, let it behold, two days later, Leo Comrade's in the first line. Yeah. Yep. And we were like, hey, this is not the answer. Like, yeah. what, is ha what is going on here? This is the complete opposite of what we were expecting but he yeah. wasn't trying to be the next Andrews Lee he was being Leo Komarov which was yeah. really helpful and long yeah and I, I still I still I don't know if we'll see this anytime this season but I, I, I would like to see at least them try Wallstrom on the first line with Barzell and Everly I would like to see that um, 
because I just think Wallstrom and Barzell maybe together would be like has a chance to be like lethal. But oh, I totally agree. I don't know. I don't know if ba- if that's what Barry if that's what Barry's thinking. But uh, I mean, it looks like Pat Joe's going to be with him tonight, so that could be pretty. That's a very uh, fast first line. I'm very curious to see how Pajot plays with them because I feel like all year Pajot's kind of like gotten the short end of the stick with the third guy on his line. Yep. Um, yeah. He's definitely – I mean, you could tell that they've, that line's been better ever since he's been with Ballstrom. But I want to see him with a complete line. Like, right. like tonight you're going to see him with, you know, two of the best, better scorers we have and mm-hmm. two of the better skaters we have. So, he – I feel like he could act like a Lee almost. Like, he's – a tough, gritty guy. He does the hard work. Park his ass in front of the net. He's a big dude. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens tonight. I mean, like I said before, I think you're going to see, uh, unless tonight goes swimmingly, you're going to see a shit ton of line changes the next week or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I can see that. Um, I mean, Barry's like known for switching up the lines to begin with. I feel like yeah. if we're losing one nothing, it's it's Barzell, Martin, yeah, yeah. And- right. He's a big in-game line switcher, I feel like. Right. So, I could definitely see, especially now that we have two completely new guys, uh, yeah. they're probably only going to play nine, ten minutes tonight. Uh, I'm interested to see if maybe he gives Paul Mary some power play minutes. I don't know. Throw him – where do you think they throw him? Yeah, Make him the bumper? The I don't know. Because, I mean, on the – the left circle, you, it's Kulak or Wallstrom. So I'm not taking either of them out of that no, spot. No chance. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. You could see I him could, play like a Lee role, maybe. Yeah, I could see. Him. Well, they got Martin on the power play yeah, now. Right. I could see Martin coming off. Mm-hmm. Possibly, yeah. Or maybe make him on one and Paul Mary on the other. Right, yeah. You know I mean, well, like I said, we're going to have to see. I have no idea, to be honest with you. Like, Palmieri's not like a young dude. Like he's, you know, he's not yeah. what he used to be by any means. He's still a goal scorer, but he's yeah. not what he I used mean, to be. Lou is known for getting uh, Devils players above thirty. <laughs> yeah, welcome, uh, welcome back to your, welcome back. To, it's we're gonna be the Devils in a few years. Yeah, Andy Green, Kyle Palmieri, Travis Ejek. Wait a couple Andy. years. Wait a couple years, and we're gonna have Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes at the age yeah. of thirty-six. Corey Schneider. <laughs> yeah, I forgot we have Corey Schneider. That's funny. Yeah, yeah we get the whole. We, I think Brodeur is going to be our next GM. We got a lot yeah, of yeah. that old Devils. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't really need to talk about that Capitals game too much. I mean, we played amazing, yeah. like all around. There was literally, I have no complaints about that. None. Um, like little, little uh, worry when Pelic took the ooh. puck to the ankle, but you know, he was he was back in a in a shit. Yeah. So we talked about this on the live. For those of you right. listening who who don't play hockey, there is a, a small space between your shin guard and your skate to where there – some guys, depending on how they wear their socks, there's, like, skin showing. So there's no protection there, like, a complete zero protection. The least protected spot probably on your body when you play hockey. And you saw he got it right off that spot. And yeah. that's a scary spot to take it. Immediately I was like, bro, can I? Mm-hmm. he's done and he goes off the ice while he's getting evaluated off the ice uh, but uh, i think it was butch goes oh wall Street just went to the locker yeah. room i was like well there goes our chances for the cut we just yeah. felt like 
and Wallstrom in the same shift, but yeah. they ended up both being we fine. Know, so we know, we know what happens when when Pellick is uh is injured. Nothing. Yeah, we've been there. We've been there. Um, to be completely honest with you, I'm a little surprised that he's playing tonight, Pellick. I feel like a shot like that off the ankle, that's like a, okay, it hurt really bad at impact, but I'm yeah. good to go. And then the next few days, it's like, I can't walk. Maybe that's, that's what it was like in, uh, in game five, I guess, last year against Tampa when he broke his wrist. He was good. He finished that game, but then out of nowhere was out in game six, you know? Right, yeah. So, like, I actually had a similar instance once when I was playing – I uh, I had broken, I had shattered a, a part of my elbow. I fell on my elbow and shattered it, right? So I, uh, in between periods when I was playing juniors, I got off the ice, saw the doctor. He was like, oh, you look all right right now. Like, it looks like any structural damage, nothing. So I played the whole game, no issues, like just a little sore. I was out for three weeks after that because of the swelling. It's like, I'm, that's why I'm surprised that he's okay. Like, I really thought for sure, um, that was going to be a lingering injury. Yeah, I'm guessing it just maybe hit a – it was just maybe a, a shot off the leg and, you know, shake it off. But, I mean, I guess that's what it was because yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, he, he, he got right back out there. I mean, I'm extremely excited that he's not hurt, obviously. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying I'm I thought sense. it was going to be a little worse than that. Um, uh, while, we're, while we're talking about war stories of injuries, I, I'll never forget I was, I was shark hunting in the lower Pacific Ocean, and a big old shark hook got me in the ankle. Oh, boy. That, the uh, tib fib was busted up that day, Sal and Chris, and oh, boy. It took, it took major surgery to remove that. So I could assume me and, me and Adam probably same. We felt the same pain, probably. Mm-hmm. Right through your waders and when? You know what? It was very warm that day. Didn't feel the waders were necessary. Did not feel that they were necessary. I'm sure you, you've thought twice about not wearing waders since that incident. I haven't taken them off since. I'm wearing them right now. He wears waders. I think he came over for a family barbecue last summer. Showed up in waders. I was like, fisherman, we don't have a pond back here to fish in. I don't know what you're doing. I did he go in your pool. Story. I did go in your pool with them. Yeah, but. you did. You did go in my pool. Uh, before we continue hockey talk, welcome back, fisherman. You've been all over the map the past few weeks. St. Thomas. The fisherman went to the Celtics game last night. You know, uh, I, I, I was there, you know, Boston Harbor. I was, you know, there's some, there's some nice little mud fish in there. You know, you never know what you're going to catch. And uh, I decided to head over to the TD Garden and, and watch the Knickerbockers play. So, yes, the fisherman is, a, fisherman is a big Knicks fan, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has told me this in the past. Knicks look pretty good this year. How was St. Thomas, though? That, was, that must have been fish heaven. Oh, Sal, I, could, I casted the reel from my bedroom. I was catching <laughs> wahoos and marlin and swordfish and dolphin. Not, not the porpoise dolphin, the fish dolphin. Uh, Beautiful. Was, I mean, delish. I received some Snapchats from the fisherman. He's not lying. He could have casted from his bed. All right, back to Fisherman, oh, fisherman Chris has a quick question. question. Uh, so... Did you happen to grab the Knicks plus three last night? You know, I did not. Uh, I, I, it was a kid-friendly event. It wasn't anything yeah. to uh, no. You uh, know, the tickets were enough money, so yeah, yeah. That, didn't need to invest in any more. 
that would have been a uh, a nice dagger at the buzzer. Yes, it was. Yes, tough, tough <laughs> go for the Knicks late last night. Yes. Tough go for the Knicks late. Um, I want to talk about something that, as we're getting closer, I feel like, you know, a little bit of a need to discuss um, in our last in our last 10 minutes here. Uh, I want to talk about who are we going to see in the playoffs? We we're approaching. Um, I have the standings right here. Obviously things can change. It's been like, uh, it's been a maze the past couple of weeks with teams jumping each other and not whatnot. So right now we have Washington and the Islanders are tied for first. I believe Washington has us, has us by uh, either goal differential or yeah. head-to-head. Head, yeah. We have the same exact record right now. So They do have us by head-to-head, though, correct? Uh, I believe I – th- I think they got us by one game. I think by one game. I think we 3-2 in the season series, yeah. Right. So, if it came down – I believe we play them one more time. Or... No, uh, no I, th- I feel like it's two or three. Okay. So, if it came down to a – even schedule, an even record, an even uh, head-to-head record, we would have them in differential. Mm-hmm. So, which would be good. That would put us into first place. So, right now, it's Islanders and Washington in first, Pittsburgh and Boston second and third. The rags creeping up. Don't know if they'll get in, but they're creeping up. Mm-hmm. Philly, same spot, but they're going the opposite direction. They're going downhill. So, um, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Um, there's two teams that I do not want to see in the playoffs. One is, I know we have their number, playoff Boston. I do not want to see them at all. I, I, I agree 100% because uh, if we beat them every game in the regular season, I mean, we're bound to lose at some point, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, and that's going to be the playoffs. Yeah, that, I agree with that, definitely. Another team I don't want to see, and don't ask me why I feel this way, and I know we just said we've had Boston's numbers, so they might have ours in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I know this could go the reverse, but I still don't see it going the reverse. I do not want to see Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. No way. I don't know why they have our number, and that's not changing. We can't play Mm -hmm. them. I don't yeah. know what, what it is. We cannot play them this year. I, and we've had their number in years past. Yeah. I would be comfortable playing Philly round one and Washington round two. That would be. That's our best scenario. Yeah. Or the rags sneaking in. We play the rags round yeah, one. Yeah, right. Uh, and we, the last two years, we played Pittsburgh, Washington, Philly, and have beat all of them. So, I mean, all three of them are going to want their revenge. Of course. So, so it's going to be – we're go- coming into the stretch here. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting end of the season. Um, before we go, I would like to ask Chris on a couple small questions. Um, what do you – you know, in your opinion, what do you see happening in the rest of the trade deadline? We still have a little room. Um, are we done – uh, yeah, I think we're done. Um, you know, you just, there's not, if, if you go out and get someone else, who are you going to replace them for this time? I mean, the only other option I could see, honestly, not even this, the only person I could see being subbed out of the lineup, maybe 
maybe is Josh Bailey. But honestly, like, there's no there's no room for anyone else, you know? Like, who, I if, agree. You, if you trade for just one more person, who are you taking out of the lineup? That's a great point that I haven't even thought about. Like, if we get, like, let's say we got, like, a Garland or a Hall. Yeah. Who like, who out? are you sitting? Like, are, you, you, are you sitting Eberly? Like, yeah. You know? I don't know, dude. That's a great point. You know, I feel like the only thing we could do is get a defenseman, and there's not many on the market. Yeah. I could see that and maybe sit him for – put him in for, like, Green or uh, Mayfield maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good point. I honestly didn't even really think about that. Uh, mm. You know – we're pretty not that we're stacked but we're so so skilled to begin with um i don't know i i i honestly thought we were going to go after Connor garland instead of these yeah, two I, I thought i thought too i agree i thought i thought we were gonna i, I heard a lot of rumors about him i thought he was gonna be the one but you know i mean this is a better move in my opinion i wasn't yeah. ready for the zajac yeah no I, I don't know if you remember, but there was a lot of uh, Zajac rumors like last season, maybe potentially getting him. And, you know, I guess it carries over to this season. Right. Yeah, I remember that. It was before, I think it was before COVID they were talking about yeah. that. Uh-huh. I think so. Um, but, yeah, so going to shorten up the podcast by about 10 minutes today because me and Mr. Christopher have to there get ready to go to the game. Ahead. Yeah, we're, we will be attending tonight. Uh, by the time you hear this, we will already be there or the game will be over. But we will definitely keep you guys updated if you hear it before. Uh, we will be at the game doing some fun stuff. The fisherman will not be attending, but he will be uh, in there in spirit and there in uh, editing and posting because that's what he does. He's the best at it. So, um Chris might end up being my co-host, uh, a co-host often, maybe not every time. I know he is a pretty difficult job, but he will be around most of the time. I would love to have him on pretty much every episode if he's cool with that. I mean, unless barring he's busy, you know, I could always do it myself. We could get John Kaywood on. So I uh, expect to hear a lot from Chris in the future. Um, expect to hear, you know, to hear from Mr. Kaywood again, who's not with us today, but he will be, you know, always bringing in uh, his input. The fisherman, like I said, will always be there unless he's back in St. Thomas. Always here um, for you, Sal. Always here. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Fisherman. It's a pleasure yeah. to have you back permanently now that you're done with your, your gandering around. Yes, I mean, it was nice to travel, nice to travel, and nice to watch the Knicks game, but I'm glad Chris came. He, he's a very thoughtful young man, and uh, we are, we're having fun here, boys. We're going to have fun tonight. I, I can't wait to see you guys go live tonight from the game. Episode 7 will be dropping. Chris, thank you for joining us. Uh, Chris will be on, I'm sure, like I said, pretty often, probably next episode as well. Uh, definitely like his insight. Him and Kaywood are probably my two you know, closest Islander buddies, so they, they know a ton about the game. And uh, let's go, Isles. Uh, I believe the Mets just walked it off on a walk. So, let's go, yeah. Metsies, baby. Um, Mr. Fisherman's a huge Mets fan, but thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we will talk to you next week. We'll talk to you from the game. Let's go, Isles. <laughs> <laughs>